Hey guys, welcome back to the Tokes Talks podcast, a podcast where we discuss topics surrounding business, relationships, and personal development. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. This is the last week of September and also the last week of the third quarter. And if I am being completely candid and honest with you guys, as I like to be, I'm not really keeping track of my goals (laughs) as heavily as I was in the beginning of the year and probably up until maybe August or so. Doesn't mean I don't have them. Doesn't mean they're still not important. Doesn't mean they're not in the back of my mind, but there's just this level of peace about me lately. And I think that just goes to show that pressure is not always what needs to be applied to be productive because although I'm not really harping down on my goals and being so strict with myself, I am still managing to accomplish a lot. And on the days and weeks where I don't, that's okay too. You know, this has been a wild one. And as we're entering into the final quarter of this year, I just want you guys to take some time and look at the goals you've set for yourself, the things you want, the things that are still available, the things you need to pivot and do it with kindness. Don't do it with disappointment. Don't do it with anger and frustration, it's been hard to function. We in Ontario, which is where I live, we were in stage three, I believe, of slowly loosening the reins of quarantine, which allowed us to have up to 50 people in our houses. And our premier just said, nope, y'all don't know how to act. The numbers are going back up, back down to 10. That's that's crazy, you know, going from being able to spend my uncle's birthday with him on the long weekend with a bunch of family and friends to now not even knowing what's going to happen with Thanksgiving. It's it's a lot of change. And when we're slowly trying to get things back to where they are and life just takes a few steps back, it makes it hard to adjust. And this is on a grand scale, even in our personal lives, I'm sure when we feel like we've made some progress and that progress is one that brings us pride, brings us feelings of calm and happiness. And then before you know it, we just kind of backpedal. It's hard to adjust and it's hard to recoup. And I think because of that, I've really just given myself peace. And I just hope you guys have been able to do that or will try and do that for yourself in this upcoming month and with this upcoming final quarter of the year. It's been a fast one. It's been a crazy one. It's been a different one. But here you are, you know. And the fact that you're still here is enough to celebrate and enough motivation to keep going. I hope you guys had some time to meditate on the words to live by for last week, which were, is this what you want? And it it was really just about taking a moment when you're making decisions, not necessarily big ones only, also small ones, also just confusing ones to really just ask yourself, is this what I want? A little check in, an internal audit to determine what is really driving the decisions you're making. And what I learned with regards to this is that the work is really in figuring out the answer. Asking yourself, is this what I want is one thing. 
when the answer is yes, that's lovely. You know, you continue in the confirmation of self that you're doing what you're meant to be doing. But when the answer is no, that is really where the work is. And that's where you get to that place of really having to dig deep and figure out who, if this isn't what I want, who wants it? Why am I led in this direction? Is it the most beneficial thing for me? Should I calm it down? Should I slow it down? Or should I keep on this path? And getting to that answer is a tough one. And for me this week, I actually had a therapy session, which is something that I've had two in the past two weeks. And it's been quite lovely. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny it. It's, it's been quite eye-opening and beneficial. And going into the session, one of the things I really wanted to deal with was determining what is my motivating factors behind the decisions I'm making. And even if you decide that this is what you want, that doesn't mean it's that much easier to do. It could still be difficult. And what I'm learning is that what you want can also be coupled with some potential outcomes that you don't want. And then it becomes a situation where you have to weigh it and determine, do I want to do this thing more than I am scared of the potential negative outcome and based on whatever that answer is you just keep going deeper and deeper and deeper but I think it's really important to be able to do these self-checks you know to not just always move but to actually ask yourself what am I moving in and is it what I believe in and if it is continue and if it's not what do I want to move in how can I be more intentional with the life I'm living and the decisions I'm making because that intentionality and being able to say is this what you want and the answer being yes it gives you a level of peace with whatever the outcome is because when I decide that this is the decision I've made for myself let the outcome be positive, let the outcome be negative. There's a level of peace in knowing that I made that decision, that I'm the one who steered the wheel, that I'm the one who who came to this conclusion. And although the negative ones will still suck, of course, I'm never going to dispute that. It, it makes it a little easier to, to get back to that place of equilibrium because you weren't forced, you weren't coerced, you weren't manipulated, you decided, not only did you decide, but then you you took a step back, you thought it over, and you confirmed your decision, and you acted in the confirmation that you gave yourself. So I hope that that really helped you guys this week. As you can tell by my rambling on about it, it actually really helped me a lot this week. And I, it's something that I'm really going to be applying in my life because sometimes we get so excited about things. We just move. We don't really stop. And I think that little moment of stopping can be very beneficial. So this week, what I'm going to be talking about is failure. Failure is paralyzing on all levels or more so the fear of failure is paralyzing on all levels. Um, the fear of failure is a block or, uh, yes, a block that, um, to allowing us to go all the way because the risk of failure scares us. But the thing is that going all the way and risking failure also comes along with the potential success. But when that fear of failing blocks us and takes us to a place where we can't act, we're inadvertently, 
inadvertently also blocking our access to true success or to the potential of success. And I'm saying this and I'm coming to you guys with all candid honesty because that's what I do here. And I feel that in me being open and honest with my journey, maybe it can also help you guys and let you know that you're not alone. And when I speak on the fear of failure, it's something that I still struggle with very, very greatly. Yes, I take risks and do all of that, but when I feel like failure is on the cusp, <laughs> when I can I can feel it, it coming down on me, it is absolutely terrifying. And the thought of failing is extremely paralyzing to me. And half of the time, the reason why I don't, I ignore it is through the steps I'm going to give you. And also by just not thinking about it, I'll get obsessively con- convinced that success is the only option because the moment that fear comes, the fear of failure just comes up and says, Hey, what if it doesn't succeed? That might just send me on a tailspin to constantly doubting myself, redirecting, editing, editing, continuing to never finish something, tweaking it and never finding satisfaction just to try and stand clear of failure. But what I want you guys to do and something that I'm actively doing right now is that I want you guys to think of failure instead of it being failure. I want you guys to think of it as information. A quote that I actually read this weekend by Thomas Edison was, I haven't failed. I just found a thousand ways it doesn't work. And I think this just goes into looking at failure as information, because if you find a thousand ways something doesn't work, that means that that information that you have of how it's not working can now be applied to using it to find the way that it does. And thinking of failure as information does a few things. These things that I have found and that I've adapted, it's really mo- only two major things, but they kind of each have two or three subsections. So the first one is that thinking of failure as information gives you the ability to assess what you're doing. Assessment is key. If we just go back to the words to live by for last week, is this what I want? That is an assessment of what you're doing. When you take your failure and decide that it's information and you assess, you look at the wrong information and it tells you what not to do next time. So when something fails or when it doesn't go as planned and you decide to assess it based on the information, which is the facts on the ground, whatever happened didn't go the way I had planned. Now I get to look at at that information and decide what to pull from it. What was beneficial? What wasn't beneficial? Why wasn't it beneficial? And how can I apply this information to an to help ensure that maybe next time I won't fail in the same way, you know? And the thing is that taking failure as information means that you're going to continue to gather the information, right? So as Thomas Edison said, I found a thousand ways it doesn't work. Just because you have some wrong information this time, which let's just call failure wrong information, and it tells you what not to do next time, doesn't mean that you won't gather wrong information again or that things will necessarily be successful. It might just not be 
unsuccessful in the same way as it previously was because you've just gained information to ensure that's not the case. So let me think of a quick example. Let's just go relationships because no, let's go business because I think that one would be good. So let's say you start a business and it's unsuccessful because you didn't have enough start enough capital in the beginning to ensure that you could make it to the end. So the wrong information is that you were not prepared by having enough capital to ensure that your business would make it to the end. So now you create another business. Now, one of the based on the, the failure or the wrong information from last time, which was make sure you have enough startup capital, you go into your next business and you have enough startup capital. And then that business is not successful because your marketing was wrong. So now, based on these two pieces, two situations, you've gained two pieces of information. One, marketing is important to capital generation, um, startup capital is important as well. So then as you continue to go, it's not a guarantee that you won't, you won't have difficulties, but what it does is it gives you a chance to ensure that the difficulties and the imp- that are not the same ones as the ones you previously had, because you've taken the information of the wrong information that you had, and you've compiled them on themselves so that when you make another decision, you're not going to be repeating the same mistake. And when you look at a failure or a disappointment, especially a big one, the biggest failures we have, if you really take them as information and you assess them, you'll usually be able to break down that they're actually a compilation of a bunch of smaller pieces of information that have piled up on themselves. And this is why it's important to look at failure as information so you can assess because it's one thing to say, oh my gosh, my business failed. It's going bankrupt, right? On on the same matter. But it's another thing to, that's a piece of information. And absolutely that's a fact. The business has failed. It's, it's, um, going bankrupt, but what are the pieces of the smaller pieces of information that you need to take away from that, which are just to be on the same example, capital marketing, it could be communications, it could be advertising, it could be anything, right? And in our ability to look at failure as information and assess, we'll be able to really break down the pieces of information into smaller ones so that we can truly grasp and understand what they're doing and break each one down so that we can really grasp the information from each little piece of those nuggets to apply next time. Because the goal is actually to take the puzzle pieces of every single situation we're in, whatever information we need to take from them and take them and have them in our pocket through assessing so that when we get to the place where we're truly meant to be, we can apply all of those to ensure that the picture is complete, right? I always talk about the journey and how it's important that when we're on the journey, not to rush to the destination because it would be a tragedy to get to the destination and not be able to maintain it because there were key pieces that we need to pick up on the journey. But because we were in such a rush to get to the final place, we didn't realize or try and get them, you know? And that's the same thing with failure. Like it can be very debilitating. And when we look at it as information and we assess it, it just gives us that much more strength and power. And that leads me right into the second point, which is thinking of failure as information 
offers you the opportunity to make another decision. I, you already know how I feel about life. Everything is a decision and we have the opportunity to make more. And when we look at something as information and we're looking at every situation we're in as a potential information gathering situation, and then we're also assessing it, we now have the opportunity to make another decision, right? And in making another decision, you realize that most decisions aren't final. Truly speaking, the only, well, yeah, I'll say the only final decision or the only situation where you have no other decisions is in death. There's always an opportunity to pivot. There's always an opportunity to do the same thing again. There's always an opportunity to knock on the same doors again. There's always an opportunity to knock on the window. (laughs) You know, there's always an opportunity to knock on the door next door. And when you realize that most decisions aren't final, it gives you a whole new perspective on failure and on information and on having the ability to do more. And with decisions, well, when you look at information and you take fail, well, when you take failure, look at it as information and then take those informations, assess them and allow that to, to give you the freedom to make more decisions, your decisions become so much lighter and you honestly take back your power. Because when you look at failure and you think of it, failure is essentially a loss of power that results in an an undesirable outcome. When we fail something, it's usually not our goal because if it was our goal, it wouldn't be a failure, it would be a success, right? So we had whatever plans we had for ourselves and based on circumstances outside of our our control, circumstances in our control, circumstances that are a combination of both, we have not succeeded. And when we don't succeed, that means that we have not gotten the outcome that we wanted, which means that we've lost, we feel like we've lost our power because if I had it my way, if you had the power to change it, that would not be the outcome you would want, right? So when you think of failure as information and you have the opportunity to make more decisions, you gain back your power, Because in failure, there's a lot of powerlessness. But when you take it as this is a decision that I made, this decision can go many different ways. Irrespective of how the decision goes, if it goes in the way I want, that's lovely. If it doesn't go in the way I want, I will gain information from it. I will take that information and I will apply it to the next decision I can make. Nothing is final because life gives opportunity to do more. So as long as there's life, you can continue to make more decisions. And when you look at things this way, they become just less scary because it's not finite. You know, there's, there's not this, if I get this wrong, everything's over. No, as long as there's life, everything isn't over. And you have the opportunity to make another decision based on all the information that you've gathered through all the other decisions that you made that didn't necessarily have the outcome that you had hoped for them to have. And through that, you can try over and over again. And you don't, you lift that pressure and that burden off of yourself of thinking, if I screw this up, it will never, I'll never be able to recover. 
Because realistically, if we look at most things people do outside of like major crimes that put you in jail for your whole life. And even in those, like people find Christ in jail and change their lives, but there is always an opportunity to recover. And I, I think when we look at decisions and failure as information, it helps that recovery process along much smoother because we take that pressure off of ourselves that this has to be perfect or this has to lead to this certain outcome that I have planned for it. And it puts a level of faith and a level of peace back into the situation because I'm not saying that when we have a quote unquote failure or things don't go our way, that it's not going to hurt. Of course it's going to hurt because we don't really go out there being sadists, just doing things to feel pain. But in the event that we do feel pain, the bounce back's a lot easier when you say, when you can say this sucks, but what can I take from it so that the next decision I make will not end in the exact same negative way that this one did because I've gained I've gained power and I've gained perspective, you know? So that is just what I want you guys to really think about this week and what I want you to really hold hone in on because especially with the year we've had this year, um, looking at the plans we had for the new decade, 2020 goals, 2020 vision, all that lovely stuff that we were seeing and Corona happening, lockdowns happening, loss of jobs happening, loss of opportunities happening. If you really start to look at that, you can start to attribute some of that to this year being a failure. And I don't want you to look at this year or look at the plans you had for yourself or your inability to function in this strange newish normal as a failure. It's all information. What information do you take from this year? How do you adapt when when the plans we have for ourselves are curtailed by a virus, an invisible entity that shuts down the world. How, how, what do I do with that information? What, how do I find ways to, to figure out what I can do within the new confines that I never thought existed? And that information could be something as simple as you deciding that this change is too much. And what I've learned is that I need rest. I need to slow it down. I need to take a moment. I need to take a beat and figure out what's happening, you know? And I don't want you guys to just, because especially as we're getting to fourth quarter, people who are like me, who write things down and who write down your goals and you look back and you're like, wow, I didn't really do many of them. I don't, that's information. It's information and you have the right to make another decision over and over and over again and to take back your power and pivot and do whatever it is you need to do. So just for a recap of the two ways that thinking of failure as information can affect you positively, the first one is that it gives you the ability to assess the situation and the second one is that it offers you the opportunity to make another decision. So I really hope that that helps you guys. And I'm going to get right into the words to live by for this week, which are, as long as there is life, there is opportunity. And I think I kind of said that through the whole, <laughs> uh, well, in some iteration through the whole talk that death is the only final thing. And when we look at our lives as another morning, another chance to do another thing. 
it helps you keep perspective. Yesterday is gone. Today is where we are. What can you do in today? Not even looking too far into tomorrow. What can you do today? And there are days where we can plan a week ahead. And there are some days where our daily bread is enough. (laughs) And that's all we can handle. And that's okay. So I just want you guys to be kind to yourselves this week and look at the opportunities you have in the fact that you're still kicking and you're still listening to me and you're still here and you're still managing. Even if you're not operating at the level you want to, you're still operating at a level, you know? There are some mornings where getting up out of bed and brushing your teeth is the accomplishment. And there are some days where conquering all your goals and then some is the accomplishment. But every day has in itself whatever we need to to do. And giving ourselves the grace to handle that and being okay with the opportunity for a second chance over and over again is what I really want you guys to do this week. Thank you guys so, so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk.